so glad you could join us for mornings at YCBC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with him. So let's get into the word. Well, thank you very much, worship team. I was just talking to Carl and he said, I wish I could sing like that last bloke. Um, but uh, obviously he can. Um, as I said, uh, Nick and Christy and family are away um, with uh, Nick's parents in in Tamworth, and I just want to pray uh, for them now. Um, uh, Nick got in t- contact with me yesterday afternoon and said that uh, Christy was uh, very ill with tonsillitis in uh, Tamworth Hospital. Uh, she's back home. Uh, she's back home now, but still uh, nowhere near. Um, Feeling great. So we just want to pray, uh, pray for them this morning. Um, Nick knew what I was talking about this morning and he said, I don't know what Jesus is trying to teach me, uh, through this. And I, like one of Job's friends, um, started on a whole list, um, <laughs> of, of things that God could possibly be teaching, um, uh, Nick. But, um, yes, uh, let's just pray. Uh, Lord, we, Thank you for the Barber family. Thank you uh, for uh, the amazing family they are to us as friends and as leaders of our church here. We pray for them especially uh, right now and and more especially for Christy. Lord, uh, pray for healing uh, in her body, in her throat. Lord, we pray for the cessation of pain uh, in her body. Lord, may you just be a a very close, um, incredible encouragement to her right now. We pray and we pray that as they come back a little later in the week, pray for travelling mercies for them and for a good uh, rest of, um, a good time of rest for the next few days still. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. We'll just ask Leslie to come up and do the Bible reading for us now. Thanks, Les. Good morning, church family. The Bible reading this morning is from Matthew 11, 25 to 30 in reading in the New Living Testament translation and it's titled Jesus' Prayer of Thanksgiving. At that time Jesus prayed this prayer. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Amen.
Thanks, Lucy. We serve an amazing God, don't we? Uh, let's just pray in that, in that, uh, in that way. Lord, we thank you how compassionate you are to us, how close you are to us. Lord, we thank you for what an amazing teacher you are to us. And you are with us all the days of our lives. Lord, you knew, knew us as we were knit in um, our mother's uh, stomach, Lord. We thank you uh, for your amazing love for us. Amen. Well, this morning I just wanted to touch uh, on uh, just over a few minutes um, as uh, Jesus, our teacher, through all our seasons. Now, I don't want to focus on the COVID-19 season that we're all going through um, uh, at, at this point. But, look, I want to encourage all of you to stay strong and consistent with this whole COVID thing. Uh, I was reminded earlier in the week that it's easy to worry about it. It's easy to panic about it. But we've got to remember that God is on our throne. Uh, sorry, God is on the throne as well as being right here with us. He's on the throne. He's right alongside us as we've just read. He's in control. So I don't, we don't want you to be worried and certainly not to be panicking um, during this time. He has this in control. He knows what he's doing. So I just want to encourage you there not to not to be out there as part of our church family especially and feeling worried, feeling concerned. Just uh, hand it over to him. Really what I wanted to uh, concentrate on this morning are some of the other seasons, quite regardless of COVID, what um, the other seasons are that we uh, might be through. And if you think about it, sometimes they're short seasons. We're not talking about seasons of uh, three months like we have um, with uh, winter and summer and autumn and so on, but talking about... Um, uh, periods in our lives that we might go through, both um, good and bad. And quite often when we think about seasons, we think about the bad seasons. We think about depression. We think about anxiety. Maybe we're going through a period of unemployment. Maybe we're going through uh, a, a time of grief. Maybe we're going through a time of physical illness. But there's also seasons of real blessing and uh, joy. And this whole idea about uh, uh, revisiting seasons, I was uh, I was talking to Laurie a few weeks ago about how the car yard was experiencing a period of, uh, of growth and I felt a real uh, blessing coming through. And I was uh, saying to Laurie, why wasn't that why wasn't that time a blessing actually, um, you know, three years ago when we started and we struggled and it took a long time to get up and running? And he said, well, you're going through perhaps just a season of blessing now. And then also I thought 
uh, further and I, I looked back over these last three years that the yard's been running and I've been thinking that time of hardship uh, up until recently was really a time of blessing as well and I want to just uh, expand on that um, uh, a little bit as we uh, as we go through uh, this morning. And, it, and that idea of seasons made me think about uh, Jesus as our teacher and um, there's about uh, uh, 90 references uh, all up uh, to Jesus in the uh, old sorry in the New Testament uh, as regards what he's here what he was here to do and what he was doing and roughly 60 of them he, he either refers to himself, as a rabbi or a teacher or other people refer to him as a teacher. So it made me think that of all the character traits of Jesus, um, of all that uh, he said he is to us, yes, he is our saviour and so on, but really uh, on an ongoing basis for us um, here, as once we accept him, as our Saviour and Lord, he becomes our teacher. And it's really important to realise this during the um, during the seasons that we go through. And uh, I've just recently um, had my 59th birthday, which means officially I'm in my 60th year or something like that. And um, I had uh, my son-in-law, Luke, Asked me, uh, what lessons I'd learned. He hadn't, he hadn't listened to my sermon from a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I reiterated to him that life's too short, uh, to be upset with other people. That was one of the big lessons that I'd learned. Life's too short to have a spirit of unforgiveness or bitterness. Um, and I urged you uh, a, a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about jealousy, life's too short to uh, to be jealous of others. We should get on with our own lives and our own relationship uh, with the Lord. And the other thing that I was telling Luke that I'd learned is uh, that at some stage probably um, – it's taken me 60 years or nearly 60 years, um, but we need to be mature about our relationship with Jesus. We must be at a point where if a young person comes to us and says, what about this, Steve? What about this, Leslie? Um, that we should have an answer for them, especially as it, uh, as it relates to faith. We shouldn't actually be saying that, um, Oh, look, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. By the time you get to 60 and um, uh, Laurie, as he approaches 90, one thing I've, I've found with Laurie is he never says, I don't know. Okay. He's always got, especially when it comes to things of, uh, of the Lord, he's, uh, he's pretty sure of his answers. And um, the writer of, in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 to 14, talks about how we shouldn't be tossed this way and that. We shouldn't still be on milk. And he really gets into the Hebrews and he says, by this time you should be mature, you should be onto solid food. Years down the track, you know, you're years down the track in your Christian faith journey, you shouldn't be um, still 
uh, needing milk and still uh, needing to um, um, be, what's the word, word just, um, just all the just basic stuff, all the basic stuff that you should already know. And so that's what Jesus is trying to do as our teacher in our uh, life journeys. Um, he's not trying to uh, judge us by putting us through uh, difficult trials. He's not trying to punish us. That punishment is gone now through his death on uh, the cross. But he is trying to encourage us and to teach us to be more um Mature. And if we just go to that first, uh, if we just go to that first slide and just have a look at, um, uh, have a look at, uh, the verse from Matthew that Leslie, um, just, uh, read to us. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So when we look at that, uh, when we look at that verse, uh, we see Jesus as a teacher. And um, I don't know who your favourite teacher was at school, or even if you did have a favourite teacher. Uh, some people say, oh, I learnt nothing at school, uh, over the, the years. But I don't know. I, I've, I had a favourite teacher in primary school. I had a favourite teacher at high school. And I had a favourite, uh, lecturer at, uh, at university. Uh, my, uh, favourite, um, she became my favourite university lecturer because she gave me an A triple plus or something for my first sociology issue on uh, essay on um, blended families. And in those days, in those days back in the eighties, we hand wrote our uh, essays, and um, so I got my uh, I got my essay back with uh, nice red ink A. Triple plus, and I didn't know anything about blended families. <laughs> All right. But I must have done a good enough job, and she became my favourite uh, lecturer uh, from then on. But um, my lecturer, my high school teacher that really stood out to me, my primary school teacher, they all took time with me. And this is what Jesus is doing. If you think about um, Jesus as a as a person, and he was perhaps alongside his disciples. He'd sit down on that log uh, next to uh, that disciple and talk to them and uh, maybe put his arm around them. And this is what he's trying to get across here. And this is what Jesus is doing in um, the seasons that we go through. In our good seasons, he's there and he's got his arm around us and saying, this is how much I love you. This is how much I love you. In those seasons that uh, we're finding really tough, that arm around us is again saying, this is how much I love you, but I want you to grow. I want you not to stay in the same place. 
And it made me think about uh, our Christian faith. It's not a static thing. Um, this Christian religion, if you want to call it that, it's, it's a dynamic thing. It's, it, it's growing. It's not something that we just accept and we do our service to God and it's all just set in stone. Um, he's wanting us to move on. He's wanting us to be mature. And I want to encourage you, um, uh, especially those of you that are younger um, than myself, not to wait till you're 59 before you mature, okay? Carl, I want you... Oh, no, you already are mature. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> um, I, don't want, I don't want Carl to be 59 before he truly understands how much God loves him. I want you to learn that from me now and say, grab hold of that. Don't struggle through those seasons thinking, what am I learning? You know, uh, Nick and I were joking last night with each other about, you know, what's he learning through uh, this short season of um, he went up to Tamworth for a holiday and he ends up spending time in hospital with his uh, beloved Christy and he's trying to say, well, what am I learning? What am I learning? Um, we need to be looking out for what uh, we can learn. And you come out of that season into a, another season. It might be a season of blessing. It might be a season where um, uh, you need to do some more work. But you come out being a stronger person. And one of the ways in which you uh, might um, recognise that in yourself is that somebody comes to you and asks for advice and you're able to, you might still not have the full story, but what you're saying is, well, look, I don't know all the answers, but this is what I know. God is faithful. God always will love you. Um, God is not trying to punish you through this period. And the Lord reminds us in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 that especially if it's a difficult season that his grace is sufficient to you. It might not feel like it, um, but I doubt at the time, it might not feel like it, but I doubt very much um, if uh, I talk to somebody who professes uh, a faith that's been going on for 40 years, let's say, and they say, well, I, I gave uh, my life to God when I was 20 and I've never felt his presence, never. I can't say that he's been faithful to me. I can't say that he's ever helped me. I don't think that would ever happen. But he's wanting us as we go through each season to consistently be looking to him. Not getting worried, not getting uh, upset because as we're reminded in this um, uh, in this particular verse that we're looking at now first of all he's saying that he's humble and gentle he's right there sitting around with you on the end of your bed he's right there sitting uh, at your kitchen table Yes, he's on the throne. Yes, he's in control of what uh, the universe is up to and so on. But more than anything, he's caring for you right then and there. How does he do it? We don't know. 
We're only his created beings. He's not a created being. We don't know how he does it, but we have our faith and our trust in him uh, uh, to help us do that. And that faith that we have needs to be strengthened each time we go through um, uh, each time we go through um, a, a season, whether it's whether it's good or bad. As I said before, our lives aren't static. Our lives aren't um, uh, our lives aren't meant to be just the same. Um, he wants to see us develop from this young baby Christian that needs milk and 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 uh, that sort of thing and and so on. He wants us to see over the years, though, by the time um, we're sixty, you know, on our sixtieth year or in our ninetieth year, like Laurie, he wants to uh, us to. Um, be or have arrived. We've got this idea in the scripture in the New Testament that we're running a race and we're getting to the end. All right. We don't want to get to the end and we haven't even started that race. We want to get to the point where we reach the finish line and we've learned things. And that's the way uh, life is. We don't want a life that's static, do we? We don't want a life that's just humdrum day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year and nothing changes and we're just miserable perhaps or we're just okay. And for 40, 50 years when people ask us how we are, we just say, oh, we're okay. We've got nothing exciting to tell them about how our spiritual journey is going or how faithful God is or how wonderful he is. And that brings us on to um, the second text uh, that I've been looking at over the last couple of weeks um, on the next slide from Mark chapter 6, 32 and 34. And uh, Jesus and the disciples had been through a pretty um, uh, difficult time, well, not difficult time, but a tiring time, and they uh, needed to get away from the crowds and so they got into a boat and uh, they set off, but the crowds followed them. And Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching him many things. So that's fantastic, isn't it, to be reminded that our Lord and our Jesus is compassionate to us. He loves us incredibly. We, we, we truly don't understand. And we might take up all of our 90 years, if we're fortunate enough to live as long as Laurie, we might take all of our 90 years to truly understand how compassionate Jesus has been to us. And it makes me think, um, about when we're speaking to him in prayer. And look, you think, well, how do I get through this trial? How do I get through this season? Well, you need to stay in communication, whether it's through reading the word uh, or uh, through prayer or even better, a mixture of both. But it, it just twigged in my mind, okay, I've got, I'm talking about Jesus as teacher this morning. 
But when I'm talking to him in prayer, and I asked Leslie this last night, I said to her, what do you imagine Jesus to be like, or, or God for that matter, to be like um, when you are praying to him? What image of him do you have uh, in your mind? And it's really interesting, sometimes uh, perhaps we, in prayer, we shout out because we feel as though he's right up there. Or we don't pray at all because we're not sure whether he's there or not. We need to realise that his spirit and remember and, and look up scripture where it says that his spirit, the Holy Spirit, is within us. So he's right here. He's closer um, than we can ever imagine. And he's, um, he's ready always to be there and responding to us. I, um, I had a really precious moment with my, uh, granddaughter Sienna just a few days ago. And Eliza is working very hard on them that when they don't get their own way, that um, they use words to describe how they're feeling, okay, instead of just throwing themselves down on the floor with a tantrum, okay. And so something else um, that Eliza is doing and I've picked up um, uh, recently and, I, and maybe it's been part of uh, parenting for some time, but the idea is that you get down on the same level as your, as your three-year-old or your five-year-old. You don't pronounce from them like, get up off the floor, or no, you're not having a bath tonight. And that's what um, Sienna was upset about the other night. She was tired, but she'd, she slumped down in the middle of our hallway, propped herself up against the wall, and um, I could tell she was upset. And so I got down on my knees, which is pretty hard these days with uh, uh, with one dodgy knee and one uh, replacement knee. But anyway, I got down and I said, what's the matter, darling? And she said, I wanted a bath. I wanted a bath and you all decided that I wasn't having the bath. She said, I just want to do some stuff that I want to do sometimes without being told that I can't do it. And so that's just been in my mind about what Jesus does for us. He doesn't make pronouncements from perhaps you think when you're praying that he's right up there on, on, on his throne, which he is, but you forget that he's right next to you. And it just made me think, I got a great response from Sienna and she felt better afterwards. Um, she still didn't get her bath, um, but she didn't need it. Um, but yeah, it just reminded me of Jesus, he gets down on his knees next to me, next to you, next to us, and he says, I'm humble and I'm gentle and I've got this compassion for you and I love you and my grace is sufficient for you. Something that um, is, is pretty common very common with most of our trials or uh, most of our seasons is that they go far too long, don't you reckon? They go way too long. 
And um, we put our timing above God's timing. And we say, yes, Lord, I've, I've learnt my lesson, I'm ready to move on. And he's saying, he says back in a small voice, no, you haven't learnt everything yet, okay? All right, you haven't learnt everything yet. And especially with finances, you know, um, you think, oh, God, I've got, to pay, I've got to, this bill to pay next week. Where's the money for it, Lord? I don't, I don't know how I'm going to afford, uh, I don't know how I'm going to afford this bill. And he says, you just, you just wait. You just wait. One of the biggest things, uh, that he, he wants us to know during our, um, uh, during our seasons is to learn to wait. And I was reading on Facebook just recently from Christine Kane, um, and she was reminding us that God is always on time. His time, and his time's the right time. He's never early. He's never late. And um, I just read something in Word for today and I just wanted to share it with you about you're in God's waiting room. And it goes, when you're in a doctor's waiting room, there are things you shouldn't do like try to treat other patients or have them treat you or ask the receptionist for a stethoscope or a blood pressure machine. Um, and it wouldn't be wise to ask the person sitting next to you, oh, what prescriptions are you taking? Maybe I could try them. It's called a waiting room because you're supposed to wait. But we don't like to wait. We weave through traffic looking for a faster lane. We drum our fingers on the workbench while uh, the coffee machine makes our coffee. Come on, come on. Uh, we don't like to wait for anything, including God. Over and over in Scripture, when it speaks about our relationship with God, the word wait keeps showing up. And here's what we fail to understand. While we are waiting, God is working. And I think we've got a, what's that song called, Les? While we're, while we're waiting, God is working. Jesus said, my father's always at his work. The sign of God's waiting room reads, be still and know that I am God. And perhaps that's the lesson that we, um, really need. Uh, to learn all the time. We need to wait and we need to know that God's got our very best interests at heart. Christ wants to teach us. He really does. As we read in Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29, he wants us to come to him. He wants to teach us. He wants us to sit next to him. Uh, if you've watched uh, any of the episodes uh, uh, via Facebook or uh, via Netflix with this um, uh, new uh, series about the life of Jesus called The Chosen, you'll see Jesus um, in the temple teaching. You'll see him out in the bush with children all around him listening to what he's saying. You'll see him talking to his disciples. You'll see him talking to thousands. He, he loves to teach you. He's our lifelong tutor. 
Max Licato, who uh, Leslie and I have been enjoying his uh, little five-minute uh, devotions on Facebook each day. I don't know how the guy does it, but it's he's so engaging. This is some of the things he said uh, uh, recently when he was talking about Christ as teacher. He was saying that asking advice from others only has limited use. He loves to reveal to us who he is. He loves to talk about the secrets of eternity with us. He loves it if you're tired and you're worn out. And he loves it if you're really uh, at your wit's end. He loves it when you come to him. And in fact, in a physical way, uh, when he was here um, on earth, he didn't come to the elite, did he? He came to those of us who, or, or, or those that we could relate to. He came to the tax collectors, he came to the widows, he came, um, he came to those that were ill. And he's, he chose to spend his time with those that were on the edge of society. He wants to give you rest for your souls. And in this age of confusion, because that's, it's very hard, isn't it, during this COVID time? It's an age of confusion. Um, first of all, the, the virus is not acting as we thought it might act. Secondly, treatments don't seem, uh, treatments seem to be different from day to day. Should we wear masks? Shouldn't we wear masks? There's nothing consistent often with what we should be doing. But we need to make him our source of information. We need to balance what we read in the media and what we hear in the media with what we read about uh, the Lord being in control. Galatians 6 verses 7 uh, uh, to 9 is a, is a very good verse, well worth looking up. And it talks about not giving up. And for in due season you'll be rewarded. And that might not be until eternity. But um, it's really interesting talking about eternity. Do you know that we've got jobs in eternity? Have you ever thought about that, that the seasons that we go through here, the trials that we go through here, all right, the trials that we go through here, um, the lessons that we learn, the seasons that we go through, um, teach us to have a better, more fulfilled life here, but also uh, prepares us for our responsibilities in eternity. Um, heaven... Um, and the new heaven and the new earth in the first instance needs, um, uh, needs us to be on the ball. Revelation 22, the very last chapter in the Bible in verses three and four say that we serve the Lord. And the words that are used are not just inferring, we're not just singing all day to the Lord. I've said to Leslie, I, Number of occasions, I hope eternity is not just all singing. Okay. It's got to be more than that. And of course it is. All right. And of course it is. We are serving our Lord. We don't know exactly how, but we are using those, um, uh, 
character traits, those personality traits uh, that we developed in this earthly life carry on into um, our eternal life. And it's just uh, amazing uh, to think that, yes, this life can be at times hard, but the skills that we learn, the attributes of Jesus that we learn, the spiritual maturity that we gain are all not lost when we die. We go to be with him and we get to use those. In our final slide uh, uh, there, uh, what we see um, in James chapter 1, uh, verses 2 to 4, James sort of uh, really nails it for us. It says, Count it all joy, brethren, or brothers. <laughs> I say used to the old, uh, uh, the old translations. Count it all joy, my brothers. When you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's what we want, isn't it? That's what we want in this world, lacking in nothing. We're fully equipped, we're fully mature. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast, or perseveres under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised for those who love him. So we get the crown of life, the crown of eternal life, effectively. That's what God has promised to us. If we just acknowledge him, firstly, as our uh, Lord and Saviour, but secondly, as... Um, our amazing teacher, and he'll be our favourite teacher. Okay, he won't just be our favourite teacher from primary school, high school, uh, university. He'll be our favourite teacher uh, forever. He'll always be there for us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your amazing promises to us. And they're not empty promises, Lord. You are there ready to deliver those promises to us. Lord, you want to strengthen our faith and our trust in you. And yes, Lord, you're on the throne, but in a miraculous way that we don't truly understand, you live within us. You sit beside us. You're our brother. You're um, our king. You're our saviour whole lot of stuff, Lord, that you you are. You, you're, you're the complete package for us, Lord. Help us to be thankful for that and worship you for that. But, Lord, help us to learn from our seasons, whether they're seasons of plenty or seasons of want, Lord, whether they're uh, seasons of ill health or health, Lord. Help us to uh, Help us to learn. Help us not to be bitter. Help us not to turn our back on you, but to truly seek after you, Lord, because that, in the end that's what you want. You want us coming into eternity uh, ready and willing uh, to be the best we can be for the eternal future that you have for us. So, Lord, we just thank you for, those thank you for your precious love for us. In your name, amen. 
Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in His Word, stay in His love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.